0: Welcome. I'm glad you've tuned in to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Each week, we have a conversation about a fresh ministry idea or an innovative ministry approach. Check back to the other episodes for some ideas that you might use in your ministry at your church as well. I'm Dennis Weens, your host, Senior Impact Catalyst at Sat7USA. In the U.S., seven in ten U.S. churches have a hundred or fewer weekly worship service attendees the average worship service attendance with U.S. congregations has declined from 137 in 2000 to just 65 now. As you think about it, the average church attendance has been more than cut in half in the last 20 years. Looking at attendance, research shows that only 23% of Americans attend church weekly well nineteen percent admit that they attend monthly. There are hundred and seventy-five counties in the US with less than five percent Christian. Many of these counties are rural counties. My guest today is Kurt Busnitz, Director of Church Planning with Rural Home Missionary Association, to talk about the church in rural America. So Kurt, welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast.
1: Well, thank you. It's very good to be here, and I'm excited to share.
0: We appreciate what you do, and I was reading on the Rural Home Missionary Association website that you work in small-town churches, recognizing there are places that are void of vibrant gospel-preaching, Bible-teaching churches, and further recognizing that no one from some of these communities will initiate a church plant to start a church in their community where there isn't a church, And so our HMA identifies these towns to plant churches, so you're the director of church planning, so we have a lot to talk about.
1: Yes, we do. I appreciate you starting out with those statistics and just bringing an awareness that rural America is a vast, unreached area in many respects.
0: And you grew up on a farm. Your dad was a farmer. His brothers were farmers. Your uncles are farmers. So you're used to planting corn and soybeans and uh, working on the farm, but now you're planting churches. So for our podcast listeners, uh, just share a little bit about your journey from planting on the farm to planting churches with RHMA.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. So God doesn't waste our experiences. I was one of the few kids today who actually got to grow up on a farm or a ranch, and that was a privilege. And so faith, family, the farm were kind of my big values that I grew up with. So when I felt God tugging in my heart towards ministry, leading me off the farm, that's where attention really rose up in me. And I felt as though I was kind of betraying my family heritage and roots. And even though there was a strong ministry front, I wanted to be the guy who followed my dad's footsteps on the farm. When I got to do a college internship through RHMA in a ranching town in Western Nebraska that lacked a Bible teaching gospel centered church. I really realized that the rural I grew up in, which was more Bible Belt and lots of good churches, was quite different from communities that do not have that. And my heart just went to those unreached communities. And I realized that that is what God had really been wiring me for, even with my growing up on a farm.
0: That's interesting. And, uh, it's amazing how God works, uh, uses our abilities, giftedness, experience, and your experience from the farm, uh, now planning churches. And you're the director of church planning. But before this position, you and your wife, Denna, were church planners in Western Nebraska, probably influenced by that internship you did during college days. And so you've experienced firsthand. Being a church planner and some of the the challenges, the experiences of living in rural America, uh, working to plant a church. Talk to us a little bit about your and Dennis' experience in rural Nebraska, uh, where there wasn't churches, and you were identifying and planning. And I know when we visited, uh, you were working with several churches, not just one church plant, but multiple church plants. So just talk to us a little bit about your own experience in rural America planting a church.
1: Sure. Yeah, we noticed that rural America has a lot of towns with church steeples, but the gospel has really faded. And so we saw a huge need and it really became very fulfilling for us to bring God's word to an area that lacked it, where even though people had religious affiliations and church denominations that their family had been a part of, there really wasn't a gospel presence. And so we got to live on a ranch that was 30,000 acres For five years, I worked part-time in a bivocational role on that ranch uh, to pay off our rent and then also doing ministry to invest into a core group and seek to reach the community. This community was really not much more than 100 people within about a 20, 25-mile radius. So It was a very sparsely populated area of big cattle ranches. It was two ladies in the community that had already worked to bring together a group of people twice a month to hear God's word that we got to work with. And so we started meeting in a country school. We actually just helped to uh, bring God's blueprint to light on this group of believers and reach the community and help them to see that they could be the body of Christ in that area. And then we were also privileged to start a second location in the town of Cody, Nebraska, uh, where we purchased a closed church building. And our ministry became one church in two locations, which was actually following more of the circuit rider preacher model of the 1800s rather than the urban multi-site, multi-campus model that we see today. So I love the title of your podcast, The Unconventional Ministry. Really, we were kind of going back to something that had worked in rural America in the past. And um, that that was great. Bivocational ministry was very important and I still think is to rural ministry. I uh, got to help ranchers, go to brandings, put up hay, move cattle, do stuff I grew up learning how to do, and and also learn new things. And we really fell in love with the culture and in love with the people. And it was exciting to bring hope to a very hopeless uh, area spiritually.
0: I think anytime you can talk about what God is doing to build His church, it's an exciting story. And, um, you know, we think of missions, and the local church is very focused on missions but maybe not so much missions in terms of going to rural America. What do you find when you visit churches? Are they open to a ministry to rural America, or are they more focused on international missions?
1: I think that's kind of a two-sided question. I do believe that there's been a lot of emphasis on places like the 1040 window overseas, and the unreached areas that we need to get to, and how a huge percentage of funding for missions actually stays here in North America, and places that are already considered more reached. So I I think that there's sort of an uphill battle that we have to face when we talk about rural America. But I do believe that there has been more of an awareness, especially within the last maybe five to 10 years, where guys like Ed Stetzer and others have really started to champion the needs in rural America. So I think that's growing. And I, I think people can identify with small towns that lack the gospel more and more.
0: Your role now as director of church uh, planning, what does that entail? I know your ministry, RHMA, identifies areas without a church. Uh, so your work in planning churches, there's a whole identification process of those towns, those communities, those counties, maybe. Uh, so what, what is all involved in your job title? So
1: I get to come alongside rural church planners to encourage them to uh, pray with them, pray for them, visit them try to help them toward establishing self-sustaining churches. So that involves just thinking through strategy and vision too of what next steps might be and where they're at in the church planting process. So it has been a learning curve to go from doing the church planting to coaching others in that. Uh, I also get to be a voice for rural America in letting people know just what the needs are, communities that lack the gospel, the people there that are lost, that are hurting, that feel alone and forgotten in many, many aspects. Another part of that is recruiting workers and equipping them to go to the rural places. So just praying that God would raise up workers for the, the rural harvest is another part of what I get to do. And then refining our vision for Church planting at RHMA and how we're going to go about that and what avenues we might explore with that.
0: Do you find that there's some misperceptions of rural America or doing ministry in rural America as you travel, as you promote and build awareness to this? Are there some misperceptions?
1: I would say yes. I think that people tend to think about Mayberry from the Andy Griffith show and they think about Yes, there's a few problems that pop up with the local drunk or something, but by and large, it's really wholesome living, and people love each other and they get along. And they way to make it work, and that is true. Uh, but I also think that people don't realize how much diseases of despair are there. Things like suicide and you know drug abuse, alcohol addictions, and those kind of things that uh, really have invaded rural America. And so there there is a lot of hopelessness, a lot of low-income effects. Uh, There's a lot of intergenerational family strife. And you know, there's things that we certainly would maybe not expect to see that we do see pretty prevalent. In, in rural
0: communities. I think just about everywhere we look now, we see broken relationships across America. We see broken families, uh, communities in crisis. And I would think the challenges maybe in the urban centers are different than the rural, but I think in the rural areas as well, you're seeing broken brokenness in the family and relationships. You really do.
1: And my heart goes out to the kids in rural America. And when I think about the kids club ministry that we got to do and being able to talk to other people and other small communities, the kids are the ones that really feel the impact of that brokenness and the single parent homes and the, the homes where there, there is substance abuse and sometimes even other kinds of, of abuse that really break my heart. I really feel as though the kids are the ones that often get neglected in rural America. And I think that's something that's going to show itself more down the road if, if we don't get the gospel to those communities in time.
0: I think one thing that stood out to me looking at your family kind of from a distance is that you weren't hired as such to go to rural America, but you took this on as a calling for you and Denna, your family, your kids were included in the activities And so you really did this uh, ministry as a family. I think that's uh, commendable and impactful as well. I was on your website, and one thing that I I see in RHMA's initiatives is the Back 40 Unreached Initiative. And I've heard you mention, I've I've heard farmers mention the Back 40. So I looked it up, and in farming, the Back 40 is the remote part of the farm, the inaccessible part of any place, the uncultivated, undeveloped piece of land— And this definition goes back to the Homestead Act of 1862, when individuals were granted 160 acres. So there were two sections up front, and then there was two sections in back that were referred to as the back 40. And so... uh, Now, RHMA has an initiative called the Back 40. These are the communities that are more remote, uncultivated in terms of church planning, uh, less accessible maybe. So talk to us a little bit about this initiative, and uh, I'm sure you're very involved because it involves uh, identifying these communities, 175 communities uh, in America with less than 5% Christian, you're probably very involved in this initiative.
1: Yeah, we that initiative really came out of a desire to be more intentional at RHMA about getting into the most unreached areas in rural America. And so we know that there are many needs from your statistics, that there are churches all over that need help, that need revitalizing, places that need need churches. But we wanted to think more strategically about where those areas would be. And so really, it came out of two things, like global missions focusing on the 1040 window and a region that could be identified as unreached. And then my experience with the back 40 field on the farm, harder to get to, like you said, uncultivated, and bringing those together and saying, okay, what are the the regions that are the hard to get to places in rural America, the places that have potential for a harvest, but it's going to take some extra work, and it's, it's going to be a place where a lot of people aren't going, and it's an off the beaten path. Yeah, it's not on the interstate. It's not on a big highway. And so... That intentionality is something we're really trying to lean into. We've been looking at census data, uh, made a map of counties where less than 5% of those counties identified themselves as evangelical. And it helped us to see more regions. One of those regions would be the Mormon corridor stretching from Arizona clear up to Idaho. There are tons of counties that are in that less than 5% evangelical category there. The Northeast is also uh, very strongly uh, red in our in our uh, in our map, where we show those counties in red, and uh, just really shows the need there that Northeast is very unreached. And then there's High Plains, Rocky Mountain areas, some of those areas that we've also been able to identify. So we're we're trying to pray into those regions more intentionally.
0: So we have podcast listeners, and they're interested. How can somebody come alongside you to help?
1: Great question. I think prayer is the foundation, and we would love to have more people pray for God to draw the lost to Himself in rural America. And along with that, prayer for rural church planters to be raised up. There are not a lot of people that want to pastor a rural church today, let alone uh, go and plant one. And so there's a real need for us to just even discover better ways to get people involved in coming into that church planting role, whether it's a second career. So if you have listeners that are thinking, you know I'd like to do some kind of ministry, I'm kind of at a transition point in my life. Uh, second career people make great rural uh, ministers of the gospel and I think there's be a place for people like that. So um, we're always looking for God to uh, open doors for more workers for the harvest and uh, we also, love to hear about communities that need the gospel. So just being a networker to let somebody like me know, hey, there's this community and there's a core group of people and they're doing a Bible study, but they don't have a church. They they need somebody to lead them. We would love to help be a connector for that.
0: Maybe somebody retired, has a camper, they could somewhere and spend six months uh, just building relationships would be a great idea. Well, first of all, I'm, I encourage our podcast listeners to forward this uh, podcast to your church, your church leadership, to the missions team, to uh, build awareness to what Rural Home Mission Association is doing, uh, and then to get on your, your website, uh, get signed up for some of your uh, prayer updates. So where can people get more information about the ministry?
1: RHMA.org is our website. And also emailing me would be great, Uh, kbusenitz at rhma.org. So that's k-b-u-s-e-n-i-t-z at rhma.org. Those are two great ways to uh, get in contact.
0: And get on the website and they have social media and they have some podcasts and some other media ways that you can be informed and learn more. And then um, really pray about some ways that you can be involved in uh, this uh, Back 40 initiative and to really do something to help build a church across North America. So Kurt, this is interesting and informative and appreciate your sense of calling to make a difference in rural America. Well,
1: thank you. It's something that's exciting and it's a privilege. And I love being able to be a voice for what God wants to do in his heart for those areas.
0: So thank you for joining the Unconventional Ministry Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: This is the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends and leave a comment. SAT-7 is a Middle East and North Africa broadcast media ministry making God's love visible and the gospel available to everyone in the Middle East and North Africa. SAT-7 USA has resources in helping you honor God while protecting your family. You can avoid another regret, which is the failure of not creating an estate plan. Through a partnership with Financial Planning Ministry, SAT-7 USA provides Christian experts to assist you In preparing your will or trust, all at no financial cost to you, visit www.sat7usa.org and click on the tab, Planned Giving, for more information. SAT-7 simplifies the process and makes it easy for you so that your family and friends don't have to bear the burden and regret of your failure to create an estate plan thank you again for joining this episode of the unconventional ministry podcast